new in what we are teaching. It has been taught. Brother Anthony Magan is a tremendous teacher. You can download uh, his teaching on this off the internet, uh, and you will thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, Brother Jonathan Perry, different ones have taught on this subject. Uh, it goes way back even further than Brother uh, Brother Magan's dad, uh, who prayed this prayer every day. But way back in the early days of Pentecostalism in America, uh, there were people who prayed this, this pattern of prayer. And so it is a very effective and awesome thing, and we are seeing the effects of it in our church. Amen. Amen. Yes, we are. Doubtless. Without a doubt, we are seeing God. And some of you have grown spiritually since you have begun to pray this way. And I know, Sister Mary, uh, your pastor very much uh, pushes prayer. And and, uh, and you've, in fact, shared some materials with me that uh, that was given to you by your church and, and uh, on prayer. And I, I believe that it is the most important thing for the hour. Amen. This prayer. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Yes. 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 Amen. So we got to pray, folks. Yes, yes we do. And, and and everything else will work right if we get to prayer right. Amen. Yes. We just come together. Well, we're going to read from Exodus chapter 25 and verse 10 uh, tonight. Uh, several verses in this chapter. As we wrap up this series, tonight we're going to be talking about the Holy of holies. Amen. It is the last stop in our journey through the tabernacle and it is a, a uh, it, it is a mighty, mighty uh, place that you can get to in prayer. Amen. So let's read together. Exodus 25 and verse 10. And they shall make an ark of shittim wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold. Within and without shalt thou overlay it, and shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. Verse 16. Thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee. Thou shalt make the mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. Thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beaten work shalt thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. Verse 21. Thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there I will meet with thee. Everybody say that together with me again. And there I will meet with thee. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. Let's pray together, Lord. Tonight we don't want to miss Anything that's important, Lord, in our prayer and in our approach to you, we desire that tonight you would help us, God, to be inspired by your word. 
to go the distance and to see the mighty things that are only for those that go boldly into the Holy of Holies. Guide us tonight, Lord, and lead us and help us, God, to find our way into your presence. In the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. Inside the Holy of Holies are the last two pieces of furniture that we look at. Exodus chapter 25 uh, records concerning this Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat that sat upon it that what we read is actually the beginning of the instructions concerning the furniture for the tabernacle. The Lord began, His first instructions were for this piece of furniture. It's the last one that we come to it's the one that was behind the veil. But it was the first one that he wanted built. And his first instructions were concerning it. The Magnum says it all begins with the mercy seat. And I agree. I concur tonight. I believe that is, you see, from our perspective, we're coming from outside to the end. As an old preacher used to come around and preach for my dad and he'd sing a song. He'd say, I'd rather be on the inside looking out outside. than to be on the outside Amen. looking in. Amen. From Amen. God's perspective, it begins at the Ark of the Covenant, the Mercy Seat. Alfred Edersheim in his awesome book, The Ministry it's, uh, the temple, its ministry and services as they were in the time of Jesus Christ said this the curtain of the most holy place was folded back and the high priest stood alone and separated from all the people in the awful gloom of the holiest of all only lit by the red glow of the coals in the priest's censure. In the first temple the ark of God stood there with the mercy seat overshadowing it Above it, the visible presence of Jehovah in the cloud of the Shekinah, and on either side of the outspread wings of the cherubim, and the high priest had placed the censer between the staves of the ark. But in the temple of Herod, there was neither Shekinah nor ark. All was empty, and the high priest rested his censer on a large stone called the foundation stone. That was all that was there in the temple that Jesus cleansed. There was no power. There was no glory. There was no anointing. Amen. But there available for us are all the things that was missing in Herod's day. Available for us are all the things that only the high priests could approach to during Moses' day. Available for us and we are invited to come boldly there is the Holy 
of holes. And we got to keep moving until we get beyond that veil into the holy of holies, into the presence of God. Amen. Somebody say forward. Keep it moving. I'm so thankful for the progress our church has made in the spiritual realm in 2018. But we are not done. Amen. It's not over. No, it's not. Amen. Bring up somehow in the ninth inning, and uh, you know the game is about over. I realize the Lord is about to return, but I also believe that between His coming and where we are, there's a whole lot of stuff for the taking. Yes, I believe our church is stepping into it. Evidence this morning. But I believe that this morning is not the end and the be all. Amen. We just do that once in a while. But I believe God's taking us to a brand new horizon. Yeah. To a brand new level. Right. The Lord. And there's some folks around here that is prepared because they have been, amen, through that gate, to the altar, to the labor, beyond the door into the holy place. They've been ministered before the Lord. They have put on those new garments. They have been keeping the lights and the lips stripped and burning. They've been eating the whole loaf and praying for those that are ministering the word of God. And they have been sending up praise and intercession and worship at the altar of incense. And they are sensing that God has taken them to a new place. Yeah. Yes, Lord. What they are sensing is absolutely right. Yes. Because God is about to open up for them something that they had never experienced yes. before. Amen. A realm of ministry, a realm of the presence of God that exceeds anything. It was so strong and powerful that in the Old Testament, only one man got to go one time a year. That's yes. right. That's right. And out of fear, that he would be slain by the Lord when he went in there. Uh, history, some of the Jewish history tells us they tie a rope on him so that where he's slain, they could pull him out because they couldn't go in there they'd be killed. That's how serious it was. Yes. That's how, that's how big a deal this place was. A high priest got to go one time a year. And throughout his lifetime, no one else got to go until he died. And then another high priest had that privilege and that great opportunity and responsibility. Exodus chapter 25 and verse 22 tells us, And there I will meet with thee. I'm going to slow down just a little bit here tonight. I'm going to take a drink. Because I believe that. This is so important <coughs> that, that, that we just don't shout through it. We just don't kind of amen our way through it. <coughs> but that we get a hold of it tonight. There I will meet with thee. Many, many times you've taken something to the Lord in prayer. We're talking about going to a place now where the Lord says, I will meet with thee. He said, I will commune with thee from above, 
the mercy seat. Communion is not something that is touch and go and it's over with. You know? Communion is not going through the fast food drive. Communion is where you spend time. You commune together. The Lord said, I will commune with thee. From where? From above the mercy seat. Not out at the altar. Not out at the labor. But from above the mercy seat, inside the holy of holies. Folks that never go there are missing something awesome and wonderful. Amen. He said, uh, which are upon, between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of testimony, of all things which I've given the commandment of the children of Israel. There's not much known about the cherubims. Uh, the Bible doesn't say very much about them. And even the Apostle Paul, when he wrote about them in Hebrews 9 and 5, if it was Paul that wrote Hebrews, I think it's likely, but he, 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 all he would say is that, and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. There's just not much said about it. And some things it could be said what's said. But we have the privilege. Yeah. Do you get that? <coughs> you get down here close and 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 Some of us have been there, but, but but you know, you just you can talk about it all day long. No one's gonna really understand That's right. until they experience it for themselves. Amen. When the Lord says, I will commune with you. Those cherubims were first introduced in Genesis chapter 2 or 3, verse 24, when uh, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. They guarded the way to the tree of life. And these two cherubims now are over that ark of the covenant. There were the presence, the Shekinah glory of God abode are these two guardian cherubims there that Paul said we cannot speak particularly. David mentioned them. They're mentioned in Exodus 25, 1 Kings 6 and 23. David mentioned them in Psalm 81. He said, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. It was a dark place in there. There was no light inside the Holy of Holies, only the presence of God there. And when that priest would go in there, the only light that was there would be the light from the coals in the censer that he carried. But in that place, the, the, the psalmist said, Lord, you that dwell between those cherubims, shine forth. 
Prophetically speaking, I believe of what has happened, amen, since the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. In Psalm 91, he said again, The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. Praise God. When you get in the presence of God, amen, oh, let the people tremble. Let the earth be moved. Things move when they get in the presence of God. Ezekiel Amen. spoke about it. I don't have time to go into that. In Leviticus chapter 16, an Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation, shall put off the linen garment, which he put on them when he went into the holy place. He shall leave them there. He shall put off the linen garments, it says, which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. He's going to have a change of garments because he's going to a new place now, all right? Are you still with me tonight? Amen. Come on, amen. someone say amen here tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We get to go to a brand new place. Yes. It's time for a change of garments once again. Amen. Because we're going into that holy of holies. And so there's a new coat for a new day. Amen. Little uh, uh, Samuel, his mom made him a coat every year because he kept growing. And mature, and he'd outgrow the old one. Amen. And as children of God, I believe we ought to be growing. Tonight. Amen. And if you're going to go into the Holy of Holies, there's a whole new level of growth for you. You're going to need a new garment tonight. Amen. But the good news is you can go there every day. Amen. God wants to meet with his people. Yes. Amen. His people. And we can enjoy the fellowship with Almighty God. Praise God. Where he communes with us. And we commune with him. Hebrews 4 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Throne of grace. Mercy seat. Uh, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Amen. Anybody feel a testimony? Amen. I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Yes. You found that to be true, haven't you? Yes, Lord. Amen. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my help. <laughs> and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. Exodus 33 and 14. He said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Yes. There's nothing like the rest you get when you have been in the presence of God. Amen. You can be exhausted, worn out, weary from the journey, but a few minutes in the presence of God, and it's it's better than praise caffeine. It will refresh you. It yes, will give you rest. Amen. That's what God's presence will do. And I want the presence of God. Amen. First Chronicles 16 and 27. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in this his place. First Chronicles 16 and 31. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let men say among the nations, the Lord 
rain. Let the sea roar, the fullness thereof, and the fields rejoice, and all this therein. Then shall the trees of wood sing out at the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. Even the trees lift their branches. Amen. And sing out at the presence of the Lord. Amen. There's something about the presence of the Lord and that fellowship with him. Second Chronicles 29. And when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we stand before his house. And in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Yes. Amen. Job yes. 23 and 15, Therefore I am troubled in his presence when I consider I'm afraid of him. There's something about the presence of God that causes us to tremble. Amen. Psalm 33 or 93 says, When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Yes, Lord. Round about. 
His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Oh, glory to God. Woo! That is what happens in the presence of something in this place. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, if there's anything I've, I've, I've noticed in this past year, there are times, amen, when you just dig a little deeper, you know, and, and, and ain't nobody running a little loud or nothing. I'm going to tell you something. That depth is, it, it's, it, it causes eruption. Yes, amen. Like the smartness. Amen. Then it went just out of nowhere almost. Right. Sister Emma stepped across the aisle Amen. and said Sister Pepper speaks prayer. Yes. And a bunch of people gathered around and the Holy Ghost came down. Yes. And the yes. presence of God began yes. to just abide in this place. Yes. Amen. Yes, it, it, it happened so quick, but Mark, you was referencing it at the start of our service tonight. Amen. This is because, amen, there's some folks that have learned how to make their way into the presence amen. of Jehovah God Almighty. Amen. And there where everything, amen, is moved at his presence. Yes, Lord. Amen. And then Brother Langham said, wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone in the church could get into the Holy of Holies, the place of the presence of God where foundations are shaken and, a, and it moves mountains. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody in the church got in that place? Amen. I'm talking about the place where everything moves and is shaken and melts. There's no trouble that's troubling you. There's no enemy that's attacking you. There's no problem that's problem in you. Amen. Uh, uh, that, that he will not deal with when you get into the holy of holies. It will shake everything that is against you. Amen. The man that said the reason we're not seeing the miracles that we ought to be seeing is because we're not getting into the holy of holies. He said the reason we're having to fight some battles that we're having to fight is because we haven't gotten into the holy of holies. Amen. You can live an overcoming, victorious life if you can just learn how to make that approach and don't stop short but go all the way yes. into the holy of holies. Psalms 97. A lot of scripture tonight. Amen. The fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. We already read that one. I won't read it again. Tremble thou earth. Psalms 114 and 7 and 8. At the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob which turned the rock into a standing water, yes. the flint into a fountain of waters. That's what he can do. That's right. That's right. Even the devil knew the Lord could turn stones into bread. He turned the standing rock into water for all of Israel. Yes, he did. That's what can happen in the presence of Psalm 114, 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. And when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, 
that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Jeremiah 4, 26, I beheld and all the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Things happen in the presence of God. Amen. Jeremiah 5 and 22, Fear ye not me, saith the Lord? Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it? And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over. I don't care how many hurricanes come up in the Gulf. It's only going to go so far because the Lord has set a boundary. That's right. That water's not coming up here. That's right. That's why I live up here. <laughs> Amen. I like them houses. Boy, them houses are pretty out there on the coast. It'd be nice to wake up every morning. But I'm going to live in Arkansas. Yeah. Amen. The Lord set boundaries, what the Bible said. Yeah. By His presence. Yes, He did. Amen. Wouldn't you love the devil, uh, the Lord to set some boundaries for the enemy? Yeah. Amen. 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 Revelation 14, 9. Third angel followed him, saying with a loud voice, standing man worship. The beast is image receives mark in his forehead, there's hand, the same strength, the wine, the wrath that God which poured out without mixture. The cup of his indignation. He should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. I'm going to tell you something. The devil's going to be dealt with. Yes, he is. And you know, we're in the presence of the Lamb. Yes. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe there's new power. I believe there's a new anointing yes. that's going to come upon this church as we begin yes. to, 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 to make a proper approach. Because you, you're going to fall short. It's not going to work unless you, you, you follow through. But when you've gone through those steps, amen, and then you say, I'm not going to be content right here, but I'm going to get into his presence where he communes with me, yes. where he talks with me, where he fellowships with me. That's amen. Right. That you, you're going to find out that it's a whole new place. Amen. And there's going to be brand new anointings and power that's going to come from that. Amen. As we move toward God. Hallelujah. And and by the way, you don't have to be perfect when you come to the Holy of Holies. That's right. Because there's two children that's hanging over that Holy of Holies that form what's called the mercy seat. Yes. And they are sprinkled with the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And when the Lord looks, amen, at those that are approaching, amen, if they have been through the way that he has prescribed, there is a covering of blood. And he says, no, no, I don't see nothing. The devil's the accuser of the brethren. He'll say all kinds of things about you. He don't care what he says, whether it's true or not. But the Lord, it doesn't really matter whether it's true or not. If it's under the blood, it's under the blood.
Now I've got to move fast. What's inside the ark? Pot of manna, representing God's provision. Are we going to eat, Moses? Moses, bring us out here to die. Lord, I've been serving you. I've been trying to do what's right. What am I going to do, God? When you get up in the morning, you look around. There's going to be something. Amen. 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 For the There's going to be something. Yes. Never seen the righteous forsaken. Their seed don't go big bread. God provides. Yes, he does. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you get in the Holy of Holies and there's going to be provision. You're going to Amen. Quit, you're going to quit having a beggar mentality when you get into the Holy of Holies. Some folks, they pray like beggars. They're just pleading all the time and begging all the time and wanting something all the time. But when you learn how to push on through to the Holy of Holies, amen, you move into a realm where you abide in the presence of God. Yes, Lord. Amen. You're not just knocking on his door asking for something. Amen. Amen. I don't know about your house. My house salesmen sometimes knock on the door. It's knocking on the door, promoting something, trying to get something from you. They want something from you. But when my friends come over, they knock and I let them in. And we sit down and we talk and we visit. And if they need a drink of water, I get them a drink of water. They need something to eat, we get something to eat. Because they're in my house. Right. They're my friends. Yeah. And when you get when you get that kind of relationship with God, come on. You, you don't sit around and worry about what in the world am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to make it and serve God. And, and I've got paid my tithes and get my offerings and now I can't pay my bills. Amen. No, you move into a place where, where, where you, you're not begging for stuff the Lord took the provision that God amen. provides. Amen. You, you get up in the morning and you say, amen, this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. You step outside your tent flap and you look around and say, look at there. Amen. There's more blessings. Look at there. There's more blessings. Amen. And God will provide your needs and they put a testimony to that. They put a bowl of that manna inside the ark. That's right. That's right. Just a reminder. Yes. Amen. Anybody want to move beyond just asking for stuff all the time? Oh, yes, yeah. Lord. Come on. Go Thank with you, Jesus. Go with me tonight. The second thing was in there was the Ten Commandments. And then Brother Manning said the first five of them uh, are toward God. And the last five are toward ourselves. Actually, the first four is directly toward God. The fifth one is toward our parents. So we could say the first five are toward our superiors, those up the line, you know. Uh, we come from our parents. Parents come from God. We come from God, right? It's kind of up the line. Honor your father and your mother. Your, your, your mother's verse uh, number five. Uh, have no other gods before me. Make no idols. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. The last six of them Concerning ourselves, you shall not murder, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, or covet. All of these things. All of that, that's good stuff right there. Amen. But how many of us have always done all that stuff? Or not done what we were supposed to do? But thankfully, over the top of that box that contained the law, 
sat in the mercy seat. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. And then there was Aaron Drop, the buddy. Authority and miracles. It's a rock, buddy. I bet the pee and all of a sudden growing leaves off of it or something. That's right. Whew. That's miraculous. Yes. Yes. They said, this is a testimony. Stuck that in the Ark of the Covenant as a perpetual testimony there to how that God had provided the miracles He had done, mighty miracles in the authority. Amen. Even in Pharaoh's court, even at the Red Sea, amen. Wherever they went, that authority was there. You have authority when you get into the Holy of Yes, Lord. If you're just the one who knocks every once in a while, I'm something. That salesman don't really have no authority when he comes to my door. <coughs> so he's got to try to say everything right in hopes he'll get what he wants. That's right. He don't have any authority. Right? But it's my house. When I come to that door, I put the key here and I come inside. Man's house, man's homes, this castle, this thing. I mean, I get to decide. That's right. My family gets to decide. There's a certain part. When you begin to abide in his presence, when you, when he, you get to that place, you get far enough in your prayer life and everything that you begin to commune with God. He, you, he begins to talk to you and speak to you and, and say things to you, fellowship with you with your spirit. Amen. Then you reach a place where when you step out, there's an authority that's with you. When you come before him, you don't have to repent over 50 things before you ask for something, like some folks have to do almost every time, you know. Amen. You just got authority about you. That's there. And the miracles are there. I mean, we'll see some miracles.
step into that place. You're looking toward where the Lord said, I will meet with you there. Amen. I will meet with you there. There's a whole lot of churches that tell you how to shake the preacher's hand. There's a whole lot of churches claim to tell you how to get to heaven. Some will even say they introduce you to Jesus. Yeah. Because they tell you about him and give you some words to say. I'm talking about some folks that communicate with him. Yeah. Amen. That hear from him. I'm not just living the way I live because. Somebody showed me a scripture because the preacher said, I found out what Jesus likes because I've been in his presence. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I found out what pleases him because I know him. Amen. I, I, when I speak of him, I'm not talking about somebody that, that I've heard about. I'm talking about somebody that's been talking to me. Yes. Because I've been in the Holy of Holies. Let's stand together tonight. Praise God. Herod's <clears throat> temple had no Ark of the Covenant. This is not Herod's temple time that I'm talking. You got a place you all go. How long has it been since you lingered in prayer until you heard from God? Mm-hmm. Not until everybody quit praying, not until it was time to dismiss service, not to, but you lingered until. You heard from the Lord. All of a sudden, you sensed that you were on holy ground. No record of what the priests wore on their feet. On their feet, it's just kind of understood that they probably went barefoot. It didn't matter what the weather, the climate, the situation was. Moses, take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. I'm going to speak to you. i got some things to say to you, Moses. What if the Lord said, I've got some things to say to you.
God will speak to his church through those individuals, through those ministries. But his, the reason he went to Calvary is so that Baal could be rent. And it wasn't some ecclesiastical higher up that got to go in there and hear from God. But it was thrown wide open to those who come. The only thing that changed the Calvary was the veil shrimp. It's all still there teaching us the approach. But this week, we're moving into a brand new area here. Because surely we have, we have felt God's presence. And we have prayed with an anointing like we've not prayed. We have feasted on the bread and the illumination and the revelation and the light that God has given as we have begun to minister in the Holy Place. And we have interceded and we have worshipped and we have prayed. On this side of the veil, if you will. All of those things are important and all of that. You've got people in your life that they need somebody to stand on the gap. Thank you for being an intercessor for praying. But if you really want, if you really want to make a difference in lives, don't stop there. Get on in there into the Holy of Holies. God begin to speak to you. Let him speak to you. Some people treat God like he's like he can't speak. Like he's lost his voice. Like he's just gone silent. gets a word from God. Hope somebody get a word from God from you. And there's no reason for us to do that when we can come boldly. He understands my circumstances. 
and I am in his presence. He has all authority and power. Yes, Lord. In his presence. Yes. Would you come forward right now? If you hunger, if you desire. For fellowship with God, where God speaks with you.